and welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. This episode features Pastor Eric Clausen guiding us through Psalm 6. Hello. Welcome back to the Psalm Devotional. Uh, it's hard to believe we're already on Psalm 6, but it's all of our prayer that uh, you guys are being blessed through this, that you guys are learning more, that you're connecting more with the Psalms, and hopefully... Um, you're just deepening your relationship um, with God, getting these new tools and new ways that you can pray, that you can meditate, um, ways that you can connect. So, uh, yeah, we hope that this is a blessing to uh, each and every one of you. Let's begin with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your wonderful gifts. We thank you for the gift of your word, and we thank you especially for the gift of your psalms. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to use these, help us to connect with them, help us to meditate on them, and help us to be drawn closer to you and your word. pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's open up uh, by reading it. We're on Psalm 6. So Psalm 6, O Lord, deliver my life. To the choir master with string instruments, according to the Shemineth, a psalm of David. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eye wastes away because of my grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has accepted my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. Amen. All right, so as a reminder, I'm reading the ESV. Um, So if you have a different translation, um, you might have some different words uh, in your translation. And fun fact, you might also have different verses. And what I mean by that is your verses might be numbered differently. Um, Because if you'll notice, the very first part of that psalm happens actually not in a verse. It's an introduction. We hear, To the choir master with stringed instruments according to the Sheminath, a psalm of David. And it's interesting, uh, verses were not added to the Bible until about the 1500s, but some Bibles number that introduction as verse 1, but some leave it unnumbered, like my ESV does not give that um, text any uh, verse number, but it's still a part of the ancient text. So just in case you're a little bit confused if I'm going to be talking about a verse and your verse number is different, that's why. Um, Just some of these are numbered differently. So in that introduction, it's interesting. We see that really weird word, at least what ESV does not try to translate it. It just gives it to you in Hebrew, Sheminith. And we don't exactly know what that word means. Um, Apparently, it's some sort of musical direction. But what exactly it is... We don't know. It could be the type of hymn that he's saying. Uh, It could be some sort of description. Um, Maybe it's uh, some sort of tune. We don't know. Um, But that's okay. Um, So let's look at this first part. So we are on, um, looking at where verse 1 begins, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger. 
So one of the things that uh, Pastor Pat talked about um, in Psalm 5 is this honesty and humility. And we're going to be seeing a lot of this in all the Psalms, especially these Psalms of mourning and of brokenness. Um, and it's incredibly vulnerable. Um, David becomes incredibly vulnerable, which remember, this is pretty important because David is king of Israel, and yet he's still willing to bear his heart in this way and to show his weakness. And that should be a good reminder to all of us, no matter who we are, that we shouldn't be afraid to share our weakness and our vulnerability. Like Paul says, God's power is made perfect in weakness. So don't be trying to put on a show about how great you are, but be honest about your shortcomings and your weakness. And this is really cool. How does he open it up? How does David open up this psalm? But he says, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. And this is pretty good because Paul is, in, or sorry, David is in a way acknowledging that he should be rebuked and he should be disciplined. And in a way, this is kind of a confession saying, God, yeah, I, I have messed up. I do deserve that. I do deserve your rebuke and your discipline. But he says, but Lord, don't let it be in your anger and your wrath. Like, be gracious to me. Be merciful to me. Even though I deserve it, I'm begging you and I'm I'm reminding you of how good of a God you are. Don't treat me um, according to my sins, but give me grace and peace because I am troubled. And this section finishes up with verse number three. Um, David says, my soul is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? And I love that, just that line. But you, O Lord, how long? It's not even really a full thought, is it? Um, but I think we can all understand what David is saying. Like, Lord, how long? How long are you going to wait? When are you going to come in and save and fix everything? Lord, I've been, I've been waiting for you. I've been praying for you. And how often are we in this where we say, God, I've been praying for this. Where are you? How long are you going to let this keep happening? And this is an important to remember. It's okay for us to cry out in God, to cry out to God um, and say, Lord, I, I need you. Where are you? Um, I mean, G even Jesus on the cross cries out, Oh, Lord, oh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's okay for us to cry out sometimes like that. Um, we're being honest. Um, Lord, I, I don't know. I can't feel this right now. I can't feel your presence. Help me. Um, it's okay to pray like that. Um, that's being vulnerable and honest. And this next little section, I, I really like four and five, um, because I want to look at two words in this section, and the two Hebrew words. Um, and one is steadfast love, and the other is sheol. Now, Pastor Pat talked about, about um, hesed, or hesed, um, and what it means. And it can mean love and kindness, it can mean um, steadfast love. Um, but one of the ways that I learned about it was it's love with a promise, sometimes said covenantal love. So it's not just, you know, like, um, I don't know, teenagers saying, oh, I love you, I love you forever. It's, no, it's a real promise. It's, it's love backed up with action and an eternal promise that is permanent. And so David is appealing to this, saying, God, deal with me to that love that you've promised, that I know that you've promised. Save me for that sake. Not because I'm so special, not because I'm great. Save me because you are great. Um, and this is, again, when we come to God asking for salvation, it's never because we deserve it, but it's because he is gracious 
and he is loving, and he treats us far better than we deserve. Now, the second word in verse 5 is Sheol, and this is something that's going to pop up a lot as well. So, Sheol is kind of a, well, it's kind of a weird term because uh, the book, the Old Testament uses it in a bunch of different ways. Um, in one sense, Sheol can simply mean death. It's like where you go when everyone dies, like it's your body is in the ground. And in that sense, everyone when they die goes to Sheol into the deep. Their bodies are put into the ground. But sometimes Sheol is used in a way that's, well, hell. It's where the wicked go. So here, David is not talking about going to hell, but he is talking about, Lord, if my body is in the ground, how can I sing your praises? How can I do the things that you've called me to do um, if I die? So in a weird way, it's almost like um, David is negotiating with God, saying, well, God, how can I do the things you've called me to do? How can I sing your praises? How can I speak about your glory if I'm in the ground, if I'm dead and buried? And then this next little bit, little bit um, David gets incredibly vulnerable. Um, and I think it's something that each one of us in times of our lives, we can, we can um, sympathize. And maybe we've absolutely experienced this ourselves. Verses 6 and 7, I am weary with moaning every night. I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of my grief. It grows weak because of all of my foes. And how often do we feel that with anxiety and with trouble, um, maybe with depression, um, we just feel absolutely overwhelmed um, and we don't know what to do and we don't know where to turn. Um, and it's those times, you know, like we talked about last time in Psalm 3, the times when you, you can't sleep um, and you just feel there's no peace, you feel like you have no friends, you feel like there is, there is nothing good um, and we can take that to God, and that's exactly what David is doing right here. Um, and it's important that we, again, acknowledge our weakness, um, acknowledge that we can't do it ourselves. Um, and this is something continually, it comes up again and again. Um, God lifts up those who humbles themselves, and he brings down those who raise themselves up. So acknowledge your weakness. Um, acknowledge your pain, especially before God. It's good to do so with your brothers and sisters in Christ because a lot of times they can build you up or they can learn that they can be vulnerable too. But it's even more important to do it before God because after all, he knows it all anyways. Um, but open up, repent, um, be honest. Um, and then this last part, this last part wraps up the whole psalm because here David well, he takes strength, and he rebukes. He rebukes, I love that phrase, the workers of evil, because that doesn't mean just um, those human enemies that we might have, or those people that we can't get along with in human terms, workers of evil, but it also means spiritual evil. Um, it means evil spirits that, um, that work for our destruction. We know Paul tells us, you know, our enemies aren't flesh and blood, ultimately, but they're powers and authorities. They're this darkness, this, um, this spiritual darkness. And so we, as followers of Christ, as children of God, we ultimately can do the same thing David does and rebuke that and say, get out of here. Um, you have no place here. And why does David say this? He says, because the Lord has heard my plea, the Lord accepts my prayer. Um, and as children of God, that's true for each one of us. 
uh, through our baptisms, Jesus has made us his children, and that means that we we have the privilege of coming with, with our trouble before the Almighty God, and he hears us. Um, I mean, you think about it um, just with kings or even with the president. Um, presidents cannot hear everybody. Only some people get to speak to God. Only some people, or only some people get to speak to the president. Um, they get that privilege. But each one of us gets that privilege with the Almighty God that he hears our pleas. He accepts our prayers. And I also, I really like the end of verse 8, has heard the sound of my weeping. Um, God's right there, and he listens. And because of that, we can rebuke evil. We can rebuke um, all those dark things in our lives, knowing that God is listening. Even though sometimes we cry out and we say how long, even though sometimes our bed is filled with tears, we can be assured God hears us and God wins in the end. And we get to be a part of that victory, not because of our own righteousness, not because we're special, but because of his steadfast love that he's given to us absolutely undeserved. So let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for this psalm. We thank you for your servant, David, um, and the gift that he has given us, that you have given us, working through him in this psalm. Lord, help us to remember it, to cling to it, to meditate on it. Um, Lord, help us to come back to it in our times of need, when we too feel weeping um, and that our beds are stretched in our tears, Lord. Lord, but we know that you hear our, you hear our pleas, you hear our prayers, um, and that according to your steadfast love, we have nothing to fear. Help us to cling to that always. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, God's peace to each and every one of you. You can notice, again, I am uh, back in the room. I think that we started off our very first Matthew Bible study. It was this room, uh, but it's changed many times, and it will probably change some more uh, when baby comes. But uh, God's peace, blessings to each and every one of you. Um, see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Bray on all social media outlets and visit ChristBray.org.